Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt. This is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 12th of July 2013. Newcomers, as always, please go into cuttingthroughthematrix.com. You'll find lots and lots of downloads of audios for free. Where I go through this system, this big, big, massive system, designed a long time ago by professionals and uh, and the richest guys in the world, actually, at the time as well. And they decided to bring in a global society step by step, including perhaps the need for world wars to make it happen because they had to get rid of uh, national sovereignty and that didn't make self-nationalism look pretty bad, too, for the global society. And many people, too, believed that was a good idea because they were sick of wars, naturally, and people at the bottom, that is, and they helped to support it, not knowing that there was a different kind of global order these boys had in mind, because they wanted to bring in the type of order that you find that um, Aldous Huxley talked about, a kind of a, kind of a scientific tyranny, uh, and same with Bertrand Russell, that would run society so quickly and easily that the public would be unaware that they're even being manipulated constantly, constantly manipulated, even their ideas, their thoughts and everything else. And that's already here pretty well with television, internets, and the way that the media is completely controlled. Because it helps to control you. That's what the media is for, in actual fact. So help yourself to the website. Remember, too, you bring me to you. You can help me take along by getting the books and discs at cuttingthroughthematrix.com, where I go through this art of conology. I call it conology because we're conned every, every day by politicians as a standard practice, as a technique. That is the science. Uh, but this is very uh, advanced as, uh, today because we have um, neuroscientists on board, psychologists on board, uh, linguistics on board. They all work together to find ways to give you your opinions and bring you and lead you to your opinions to understand how you think, how your mind works, and they can actually bring you in a format to, to, to the conclusions. It happens every day to pretty well everybody in the world. So, as I say, you can buy the books in discipline. They're from the US to Canada. You can still use personal checks or international postal money orders, or you can send cash or use PayPal to order. You'll find out how to do it at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. Across the world, Western Union, MoneyGram, and PayPal, and Street Donations are really seriously welcome. Remember, too, all the sites listed at cuttingthroughthematrix.com have uh, the the audios for download plus print-ups of lots of talks I've given. Uh, and if you want to print up some other languages, so other restaurant in English, go into alanwattsentinel.eu and help yourself there. But we really are living in a, a very well-designed system. Uh, it appears to the people at the bottom, because you've been brought up this way, uh, that it's all kind of chaotic, and it's simply one crisis after another. At least the media would make things out to be crisis one after another. And um, if you'll notice, there's never any peace. There's really never any peace. Before, back even before World War One, they'd had periods of peace, for instance. But the techniques really started 
to develop uh, around the turn of the 20th century of mass manipulation and through the art of propaganda, propaganda and the BBC that came out at that time too to help the, the war effort, the radio stations and so on. His first job was propagandizing the people to go along with the, with the wars and everything else. So now it's in television, they've had years of experience with it now, lots of professionals into this, marketers are on board with it too because they also study uh, communications meaning and psychology to do with how people receive information, how they act on information and how they modify their behavior on, on information. Simple things, a simple statement is fashion for the young. Uh, it can be simply put out there by someone that is this, that they're told is a star. Uh, give a, a number one hits and they'll all be wearing the same gear tomorrow. And sure enough, the fashion industry is in on it too because they all work together. All the cultural industries and the fashion industry, they all work together, plus the music industry as well. Back with more after this. Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix. As I've said before, we're always kept on the edge all the time. It's either with war, the threat of war, or being attacked by someone from over there somewhere, or else it's financial crisis. It's one or the other, back and forth, back and forth. I've done this game for a long, long time, and it's, it works, works awfully well, because people who become abused by this, and that's what an abuse system does, is to tell the victim that you're living in the best system there could possibly be and at the same time abuse the victim. And so the victim, when things get bad, and there's always a crisis after crisis after crisis, uh, they go to the abuser and ask for them to help them, and they demand that they do something about it. And, of course, the abuser passes more laws and takes more and more rights and freedoms from the public and taxes them crazy. It's as simple as that. It's very, very simple indeed. And I'm not just making this up because, again, people talked about this technique a long time ago at global meetings. Uh, long, long before I was born, and even before my, my parents were born, because the, these techniques are well understood of controlling the general public. You have to go back into time and even read Machiavelli, read, read even Francis Bacon too, and, and his, the stuff he wrote for the king, almost like a resume for the, for, on to be, how to be cunning, etc., and how to handle the mob or the people. And, um, and it's much more advanced today, of course. But we are always kept on the edge, and this is a, this is a way of maintaining power. You'll find, too, that when governments are flagging in some way or another, it doesn't have to be a dictator, it can be governments themselves, it's not what they call themselves, democracies, whatever, a war is a good thing for them, because the people again turn to the abuser, the head, and ask them to defend them and help them, and then they get the votes. That's how Maggie Thatcher got back in, you know, she had the Falklands War. Without that, she probably wouldn't have got back in. So, uh, these things are awfully handy and they can be set up too. And then again, too, we can be at war and, and the public don't realize it because they don't call them wars anymore. It's, since under the United Nations and NATO, they call them peace actions. Very Orwellian, isn't it? War is peace. And, and we sit and watch this stuff, we get used to it happening all the time, and, and we take it for granted that it's not really war. It's a kind of render to keep the peace or to stabilize a country. There's many, many different terms for the same thing. But it's, it's when you send troops abroad with weaponry, and they're armed, and they, and they drop bombs, and they kill people, and that's a war. Uh, that's what troops do. That's what soldiers are for. It's not for handing out candy bars. 
but we're con- constantly, and most folk, unfortunately, um, the technique starts very, very young, as I say, the technique of, of uh, indoctrination. And most indoctrinations really take on the victim, just like a vaccination or whatever, can take on you. That's what they, they say about testing you. Does it take or not on you? Does it work on you, in other words? And, um, and once it's in you, basically, that's it. It's set there. Nothing you can do about it. And it's the same thing with indoctrination. Your parents start indoctrinating you because they think everything's normal, even though they've never had a normal life. And the reason they don't they think they've all had normal lives is because everyone they know at the same age group is about the same the same state as they are. And, and income, uh, lifestyle, mental health or whatever, even if they're neurotic, doesn't matter. They think that's normal. And, uh, and uh, then they pass on to the child. And the child gets money given to him to go and buy ice cream. And the child says, well, how can I get ice cream for this thing here, this coin? And they might get a little bit of explanation, but not very deep at all. Because everyone takes it for granted. It's just there naturally like gravity. And, and of course, that's the big, big con of all. Everything runs on money. And people who run money are, are they're in the private sector. And they, they've been doing this for an awful long time. They decide how much it's worth that day and how much it's worth the next day. It's very elastic. And, um, and they tell everyone, too, to work hard at school and they get a good job. And all you have to do is really work hard and be honest and good and nice. And one day you'll, you'll, you'll get your rewards for it, you know. You'll make it up there. You'll get that carrot that's always in front of you. And, um, and you'll have a good life. And for most folk, it never happens. Because as they start saving up and putting their money away, whatever they're doing, uh, is getting devalued all the time. That's built into this money system that we take for granted and we call normal. And the boys who run it call it normal too, because they've got to make you believe it's really normal. That's quite something, isn't it? So we're conned left, right and centre, but power always does that. And it's all to do with power, those in power. And there's different aspects of power. As I say, money is, is, is the, the, the technique today, mainly. And politics, of course. Uh, warfare. Um, because the government, you see, has to pretend that they're to save you from a foreign threat. Uh, otherwise, they'd have no reason to really exist in the first place, because even kings would do that too. When kings would come in, generally kings came in from abroad with an army like the Normans did. And once they took over the people who were not very happy at all, naturally, uh, then uh, the, the, a generation wouldn't pass before they'd trained the public, or at least the young children, uh, that uh, the king would protect them. And and they got titles. They made titles for themselves like defenders of the nation, defenders of the country, defenders of the faith, whatever faith people had. Uh, they still have these titles yet, Prince Charles has them. And um, again, we take that for granted, you see. So because of all that, uh, we, they get, they can tax you and tax you and tax you and live off you awfully well, mind you, uh, and live the really good life, you see. But underneath the kings and queens, that all these advisors on how to manage things and, and even spokesmen and orators as well that would give speeches to the public if the king wasn't a very good speaker. Uh, this goes back all the way back to the, to the Romans, famous for orators as well and the Greeks. And uh, so today we have scriptwriters that do it for, for presidents and prime ministers. And prime ministers and presidents just at least have to do basic reading and read the thing. And that's, that's it done, you see. Everything you see is a show. The, the world is a show. 
when you open most newspapers, what you're looking at there is a show as well. It's a show by the newspapers as well. The same newspapers that, that manipulates generations and tell you nothing, nada, of any real import. There's lots of things that you can go, ooh and ah, oh, that's terrible. That's what you get. That's this deliberate. You see, everything you say is that's terrible. If, you'll, if you really think about it, there's nothing you can do about that, that particular topic. If you notice that. The same newspapers never points out, too, that you've had no vote in this, no vote in that, or, or, or as I've men- mentioned before, too, that every country now has a, is a pretty well in charge, has got a member in the G20, a club for leaders of countries that now has given itself powers to take those countries anywhere they want and, and use their tax money, too, for the club. But no one got a vote in that. Because once again, after years pass, well, it must be normal, it exists. Simple as that. It must be normal, it exists. Like the child with getting his first coin to buy ice cream. And you take it for granted, you see. So really, the big things, the big questions and all the rest of it, we're out of the picture. As Orwell said in 1984, the proles don't count. They don't count, you see. You're given lots of entertainment. You're given lots of distractions. No matter how bad it gets, they'll, they'll give you lots of sex and TV, and even the ads and everything else, and, and they'll tell you to go out and drink the suds, the booze at the weekend, and party, party, party for the youngsters, because every generation is catered to, remember. Every generation is completely catered to. They've got everything figured out at the top. The RAND Corporation did, did study after study on this years and years and years ago, all for governments, how you manage the public, all the different age groups. And they were all figured out too. And the marketers are in it too, big marketers, because they also did their own studies as well to do with uh, the new power of the youth, financial power for purchasing a new market, you see, years ago. But they also said, what, what concerns the youth? Well, they got them all figured out and call it milestones. You had certain, a certain age you're interested in this, you another age you're interested in that. You hit, you hit the age of puberty, and, and guys go, go gaga, and you, you just keep buying things into them. The important things won't matter. Really important things won't matter to them, as they're completely distracted most of the time. The guys who, who are, are wising up in, in their 30s or 40s, uh, once they get to their 40s, they're looking towards their pensions. They don't want to get their, neck, their heads up above, above the foxhole and say anything that might upset their masters. So they're generally out of the picture, you see. They're generally out of the picture. Not all of them, but, but, but a lot of them are. And then again, if they're married too, uh, their wives will also um, uh, keep them in line as well. They don't say that. You know, you, you give a bad name for the community here. They all know us, blah, blah, blah. Or they might get fired from your job by saying something like that. All these different dynamics, they call them. All the dynamics work for the system. They're put there by the system, their opinions, or views, the way we interact with each other. And, and you'll find most folk literally are in clusters. That's what they say at universities. They get all your data. They also share all your data from the Internet. Not just their names and addresses. They, they get all their data, your emails, everything. I've read the articles before here years ago. And MIT gets lots of them too. And, and of course, MIT is a big government kind of NSA-type CIA training ground. Uh, but anyway, they, they, they get all this stuff, and you're in clusters because they want to find out what you have in common with all these characters you talk to, you see. But in real life, too, even just going into university, 
they want to see who you're, you're mixing with too. They're observed as well in the classrooms. They've been doing this for about 40 years or more. And they want to see who, who, who pairs up with who, and what they've got in common, etc. IQ levels, social economic background, all these things. And uh, we're constantly observed. Because, you see, if you are a good farmer at the top, you want to make sure that the animals that you own are, are, are pretty healthy. Uh, there's nothing wild about them. Because, remember, animals, the farmers at the top are into breeding and eugenics big time. And um, they want something docile like the sheep, you see, that are hyper-domesticated. And they've, got, they've lost their survival instincts. That's a perfect society. Eventually they'll go towards this with eugenics. They're already working on everyone now with, with different chemicals in your food, the vaccinations you get too. I've read Charles Galton Darwin. This guy was hailed as a hero when he came out with his book, The Next Million Years, talking on behalf of the, of the world's elite at that time. And he said, well, we'll even add hormones to their food. That'll take care of the males. Well, they're going sterile. There's more female-looking guys around than ever. Hi, folks. We're back cutting through the middies, talking about how easy it is to manipulate people and how controlled we really are, really controlled. Uh, Most folk don't know it. They, they think they're free, because you do have certain choices within a certain bandwidth, you might say, but not outside that bandwidth. And as long as I have that, those choices, like where they want to buy the ice cream or, 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 or french fries or whatever, uh, then they think they're free. I can remember listening to a radio station once uh, where they were talking about freedom. What is freedom? Or do you think you're free? You know, it was after 9-11, of course, and they had all the reporters going around. And across the world, every country went on board at the same time. It's all arranged that way. You just can't arrange these things like that. And they were saying to the, the people, are you willing to give up your, your, your safety, your, your, your freedoms for security? And, 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 of course, I'm sure that they picked the ones that all said, well, yeah, we have to. You know. but, and they don't really show the ones that said no. Because that's how you put the idea across. The mass people, you see, most people are really by herd instinct, and they'll go along with the majority. They don't want to be the outsider. So they, they pick all the polls and only pick the ones that give them the answer they want to hear, and that's what the public see. That's what polls really started for, in fact. Bernays talks about it. Sad that, isn't it? That's how easy it is to manipulate people, though, isn't it? But um, I can remember going back, as I say, going back to that time, and, and you find that... Um, they kept saying, yeah, give up your freedom, freedom and your rights for security. Something that had been discussed many times before that, over the last hundred years, by the big think tanks, which are employed and owned by, by the big foundations, the tax-free, uh, tax-exempt foundations, like the Rockefeller Brothers Center and Carnegie, Ford, etc. Lots of them out there, and lots of them in Britain too and elsewhere. They're in all countries. They fund all the big NGO groups and the greenies and so on. And you'll you find the ones that belong to all these big foundations also own the big international corporations who are also on board with the greening agenda. It never dawns to the guys below that are also opposing the big co- companies that wh- why would the big guys be promoting the same thing you're opposing? You're opposing the corporations, but the corporations are, are giving big sums of money and helping to lead these agendas. You know, crowds are very stupid people. 
it's unfortunate, but it's true. And I've talked about the, the book called The Crowds, a precursor to other ones that came later about how mass manipulation is easy to do when you get a crowd of people. I mean, guys who run stage events for, for rock concerts and things, they understand this too. They understand the crowd and how to get them going. And you can either, even with the types of music you play, you can either get them really angry, because there's, there's certain types of music that make folk angry. They knew this in the 1800s, the experiment had done. And there's other types of music that will get them really going and feeling happy, etc. And you can sway the crowds quite easily, depending on what you, what you put out there. Plus the visual effects as well, which can be very hypnotic. So these things are very well understood. Talk shows, day talk shows on television are excellent for that. Phil Donahue had some of the best staff that ever existed. And in one hour, he could bring on prostitutes, introduce them to a crowd, and uh, the audience, and within an hour, after the people booing them initially, say, oh my God, what do we do? We don't want prostitutes. Well, he had them convinced, and they're very human, and occasionally one would cry a little bit and so on, and tell them their story, their personal stories, and they were doing the, the, their their county a favor by providing this service. And, and they're all clapping like train seals in one hour. And that's, that's including the commercials. Because it's all technique, folks. It's all pre-scripted by the, 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 the puppet masters. It's easy to do. Same with Oprah. There's nothing you can watch that doesn't. Look at the list of all the professionals at the end when they're, when they're given all the uh, rundowns of, of who does what and the producers and all the rest of it. And stacks and stacks of different kind of personnel and managers and so on. Just for a one hour show. But as I said, at the end of the hour, they've, they've, come, they've turned everyone's opinion around and, and, and they can make black, white, white, black, good, bad, whatever. It's all done so simply. And you learn to love them. You love them. The folk who've been conned love them. <laughs> Isn't that something? But anyway. I could go on about this, and there's no point about going on about that because it happens all the time. I'm sure most folk know, but even though they know, they forget it as soon as something comes on TV or something else is put out there to grab their attention. Something generally they can do nothing about, you see. All you can do anything about right now is understanding what's going on. And I've gone through the history of the big boys who got together and formed the relationship of international affairs, council on foreign relations. And their whole world agenda, how they would do it, how they already would use the British Empire system and build on that. And then in the 1920s, they handed it over the, the leads and the financing, especially, to the U.S. They'd still work with altogether, of course, globally. In the meantime, the, the Royal Institute for International Affairs, Council of Foreign Relations, set departments up for the Far Eastern Bloc to, to work for 60 to 70 years to bring in a block, a Far Eastern trading block including Australia, New Zealand, and China, and so on. And they also did the same thing for Europe, and they got that done much quicker, of course. Even Karl Marx said that long before that, that he would, he says they would have a unified Europe first, and followed by eventually unified America. And I've read the articles on the air over many years here, which come out from uh, the CFR again, who drafted up the free trade agreements, and then the NAFTA agreements, a private organization drafts it all up for us, and we vote to change our lives and go along with it. And folk accept it as quite natural. Back with more after this.
listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix. Talk about normalcy, what is normalcy and how are we con so easily, especially take everything for granted. It's very much like um, the Rio Air Summit, never mind the G20, the Rio Air Summit, a private group, get together, draft up their charter. It took years to, char- to draft it up long before that, mind you. And all pretty well all the presidents and prime ministers in the world go and sign it. Uh, is that democracy? Of course it isn't. And yet, once again, the same media that cons you every day uh, said pretty well nothing about it. Pretty well nothing. They may have mentioned the name, but they don't explain what it is, what's about, how it's going to impact the world. I mean, the whole world, and so on. And we accept it. Now, even the United Nations, it supposedly started off as a, a kind of round table. That was the con their own of international affairs started off with, because they run round table societies across the world. Uh, and people would debate problems and, and hope to avert wars and things like that. Look at it today. It's got a department that every national government has, department and ministries of everything, agriculture, you name it. And these guys also draft up their different uh, treaties to get signed. And, and they had the multi-year prime ministers and presidents. And, and they signed a law that affects our own lives too. No one elects the United Nations. Most folk will never meet anybody that works in the United Nations in their lives. And most folk don't know very little about it, in fact. It's a private corporation. Private. And yet every Prime Minister and President, again, will sign every agreement that comes down the pike. So, you understand, you start to catch on, there's something else going on here. And I've said many times, you have a delusion of what we call democracy. What is democracy as we have it? What is your right as, as, in democracy? And they'll tell you you have the right to vote. That's it. That's it, folks. That's, the, that's all they have, the right to vote. And if you, if you are in a democratic country, once, especially the British Empire countries, and it's still an empire, believe it or not, and people have done this, a guy in Sudbury did this a few years ago, to do even the local council, and they're allowed to vote in your local councillors, and then they go off on a strange tangent, just like your your provincial government will do and your federal government will do. Nothing to do with what they said when they're running, of course. They go off on some strange tangent. And so he asked for a recall, couldn't get it. Went all the way, I think, to the Supreme Court. And, and he was told that in a democracy, the only right you have is to vote them in. And the candidate you vote for can do what they want once they're in. And that's how it is, isn't it? But that's how it is. And in democracy, you don't vote uh, bunches in because you like them, new, new guys in. It's because you're so sick of the ones that you voted in the last time that you thought were good too. You see? So it's understood this keeps folk from rebelling. It keeps them uh, hoping, okay, we'll suffer this for five years and we can vote somebody better and, and you just live in hope, you see. And that's your rights. Now, they had that too, that same system in the Soviet Union which they called democratic, because the public had to vote. And some countries in Europe, even in Australia too, you have to vote by law. 
because it's like guarantee. If you've bought to get someone in, they can do what they want with you. You're giving all, all power to them over you. All power. And so they want you, you, you to do it that way you've given consent that they've got that over you. They're very legalistic at the top. But most of them don't understand legalisms and the system. No wonder. It's, it's not meant for you to understand. It's to make you think. It really does pretend to make you think you know what it's about, but no, you don't know what it's about. That's the beauty of all. Everything's allegorical. So anyway, we live in a system that, that as one pretends for the public, they take it at face value. Most folk are too busy going through their milestones in life. You know, I, I get to do this at a certain age, I do this at a certain age, I get married at a certain age, maybe, and so on and so on and so on. And, and, uh, for concern with the career, if they've got a career, or if they're not, they're just trying to get the better, the best job they can get. And, um, and again, the guys who are older, uh, especially they're married, it's pension time and all the rest of it and all the things of the future if they live that long. And by the time they get their pension, it's worth nothing anyway, because of devaluation. And we, we want to keep the same system. Because you see, we have nothing to compare it to. Except the horror stories of, of, of systems that were more totalitarian, you see. More obviously totalitarian. So in democracies, they try to make it not so obvious. But, but it is totalitarian in a sense, isn't it? If you're conned all through your life, whole generations, one after another. And, and the same bunches of bankers, they're generally all married to each other, run each country, you know, generation after generation, as though, again, it's as natural as gravity once again. And where's the vote there? So, yeah, and then again, go off to fight to bring the same system. This is what we're told in propaganda, which must be kept simple. Have you ever read about those who, who create propaganda, the writers of it? They say that propaganda must be kept simple for the general population. And the simpler the story, when, when any of the public catch on that, that's all lies, you see, uh, it's, it's harder to disprove. The less facts you give the public by keeping it simple, it's harder to disprove that it's all lies. So they don't go overboard trying to give you explanations about things. Even when they get, when it's so obvious to, to, to even more and more general population that there's something wrong here, uh, they, they don't go overboard trying to, trying to counter themselves and, and, and back up what they've done and so on. They get to be more lies and they say, we're going over there to liberate people. Liberate them and bring them democracy. Everybody's saying right now, well, my goodness, look what's happened in Egypt now. Well, if you've been reading the Council on Foreign Relations, this private club again that runs all your media, and even puts prime ministers and presidents in most countries. They've been telling you in the last year uh, that they'll get this present bunch out. You see, and put in a more, an even more, an even more secular government. That's what they've said. I've read the articles on the air, and I gave up. Everything is planned this way. You see, everything's planned, and everything you see on television is presented to you spontaneous. Just one day the folk get up and say, get out, we're changing the system. And you believe that, you see. It's all funded by the, by your tax money actually is funding it. All of this. And then you should wonder too about the Cold War. The Cold War was one big sham. Not for the guys at the bottom who believed in it all. Even the guys in uniform uh, who believed in it all. But for the rest, of the, for the guys at the top it was a big, big sham because 
I used to wonder as a child, why would your countries, when they keep telling you that all wars from now on will be won by the most advanced, those with the most advanced sciences. And we heard about spies and things and all this kind of stuff and agents. Meanwhile, every year, the top scientists in every field across Europe and across in the States as well and Canada and everywhere else would go to Moscow to attend their, their international science conference. Why would you let your top scientists are involved in all, the, all your weaponry and everything else go and meet the guys over there? If we're so paranoid about secrets getting stolen or, or shared or whatever. That seems crazy. And of course it was crazy. Now we find out too that all during the Cold War we had all these programs going on with the Russians, even the Joint Space Program. This enemy that was going to nuke us at any time. Uh, mind you, the military industrial complex made a fortune during that period. And again, you had the Star Wars programs went up there too, because they're putting up the big, big satellites that would eventually be used for all your cell phones. Years ago, years before you heard of a cell phone. We're conned, 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 because as I said, the, the future's always planned way ahead. Way ahead of time. Way, way, way ahead. So far ahead, just, it's mind-boggling. And I could go on and on and on with, with all these, 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 these things here, but the, the thing is, in Russia, getting back to their voting system, you're given Politburo number one, two, three, or four to vote for, and you had to vote for one of them. So it didn't matter which one you voted in. It was one party system. We pretend we've got different parties here, but they're both going the same direction. It's a punch and judy show, that's all it is. The left, the right. What I say is, well, especially in the States, which bunch of multimillionaires do you want to vote for? That bunch over here or that bunch over there, the left or the right. You know? They're all in the, there's not one party comes in and says, look, I'm looking at the system and, and this, say the European Union, for an example, is destroying the nation. It's just, it's destroyed the economy. It demanded deindustrialization in certain countries like Britain. It demands massive tax funding from every person that's already taxed under. What good has it done? Nothing. No good at all. But, but you can't get out of it now. That's what they tell you. What rubbish. You know, you, you go to world wars because everyone signs treaties in advance. Yep, this law, you see, you signed that treaty. You can't back out now. Even though you can say, well, this, this war is going to cost millions and millions and millions and millions of lives. Oh, you could go along with the treaty. And that's a con of the, the big masters that run the world, you see. Legalities. Law. If something's not going to work, as well as tearing it up, as far as I'm concerned, tear it up. Try something different. But that won't happen because, you see, we're under total control. And I mentioned before, too, that Brzezinski in his own book said that, the Technotronic Era, and the book Between Two Ages, uh, that uh, all, all this would come, including the time when even technotronics would be wafting across co- continents. He's talking about the ways of controlling the minds of the public through electronics, wavelengths. That's all there that are, wavelengths. There's different wavelengths, many different frequencies. We're bombarded with it today. Completely bombarded. And today, too, they admit, too, they have now phased pulsar weaponry, made by Raytheon, company, of course, big military boys, 
And then you find out the same company makes the stuff for all your weather stations across the country as well. And it's also called pulsed phaser or uh, um, weather detection. This uses the same stuff. It's using basic radar and it's blanketing the whole country. How come they can't tell the weather if they've got all this advanced equipment? They're worse than ever used to be before. So you're bombarded under many different guises with the technotronic era is here. They've done tests, many, many tests on target populations. I mentioned one before. One was the first thing that came out. It snuck out that in Maine, the heart project alone, just the heart project in Alaska, had had uh, bounced signals off the ionosphere, and they can target where it's going to come down. And they used Maine as a test group for about a few months. And then they studied all the reports that came in from police, ambulances, social workers, and so on. Everything, in fact. They found that farm animals were going crazy. Going crazy with it at certain times. And they adjusted their frequency a little bit and they pacified down. The same thing was done with domestic animals who were biting their, their owners. And then they altered the frequency. The same thing was happening with people that had a massive spike in suicides. Uh, and um, they altered their frequency. Then it turned it up a little bit to a different frequency. And everyone was getting aggressive. And fights broke out and so on. This was all already done. This was actually done and exposed years ago. But everyone will think when it's happening, it's their own actions. They're in charge of themselves. I don't know what came over me. Goodness knows. And yet there's... I mean, Brzezinski was not some little guy at the bottom that wrote science fiction. When he put out his book, remember... Between two ages in the technotronic era. These guys were at the top of the military establishment. He's a geopolitician. He was into every kind of weapon that could be used abroad or at home too, domestically. I've mentioned Persinger, the big guy that from, was from the States. He worked with the CIA, the Pentagon, the whole bit. This professor who's working up in Canada here. And he's all into this, 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 uh, almost unified field theory, you might call it. He doesn't actually name it that, but, but he prowls on about the time. He says, we're, we're getting bathed, we're all getting bathed in microwave and so on. And one day we'll feel the pain of someone across the world who's hungry, etc. He thinks it's so wonderful. And you see this evangelical look in him as, as he's prodding us off. It's up on YouTube. This guy worked on, with the war industry, for God's sake. And I'm sure he's still getting back with them today. This is a guy that thought that the, the Corbin helmet was fantastic. You know, the helmets, they've had it since the 60s, I think. They can stimulate the, 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 your brain. You think at Google and their little helmets are, are, are the latest thing. They were doing it back in the 60s in the universities up here. And that's up on YouTube too. And it could give you a trip just like marijuana or LSD or whatever. And now they're doing the same thing with computers where they can actually massage your brain, they call it. You don't even need to put a helmet on to actually build the antenna and stuff into this, into, around, around the screen. Why would a guy like Brzezinski say the technotronic era? This is a guy who, who's way up there in the Trilateral Commission, a specialized department of the Council on Foreign Relations. in charge of countries, militaries, and so on, geopolitical strategies. Still unhealthy involved in them. He admitted that too in a talk he did. 
isn't it just turn out these books for the, for the, to pass the time? I'm sure he doesn't need the money. But you'll see power and powerful people like to boast once in a while too. Because you're supposed to bow down and say, my goodness, how intelligent they are. And that works with a lot of people, mind you. It does. That's why they present you with what's called experts. In every category of salesmanship. Bernays came out with the first idea of that. How to get people to, to, to take this, this quack cure. He says, well, we get a little office in some dump somewhere, get it put in the phone book, and then you get a little secretary to, to staff the, the phone, and then you get a couple of professors, you pay them good money just to have their names on the letterhead and to back up your claim, even if they never read your stuff, and they get a cut for, for so, so much for every, every product that you sell along that line. It's in his own book. And this guy's one of the heroes of marketing, even today. And he, he hated the general public because he says that they're too easy to manipulate. He saw them literally as a herd. So, as I say, most folk are not even in charge of themselves. And, and, and most of them too will be given uh, different topics and get angry about, right? I read this stuff too, and that's what they dish out by the media, but most of the topics we can do nothing about, you see. It's either done, or it's in some other country, and, and even then you'd say, well, why should you be concerned about another country? If you can't fix your own house and get that in order, why are you telling other countries what to do and how to live? Back with more after this. Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix. Now there's Rick from New York hanging on there. Are you still there, Rick? Hey Alan, how are you doing? I'm hanging on too. <laughs> That's good. Um, yeah, I'm reading a book by uh, Neil Wogus called The Illuminoids, Secret Societies of Political Paranoia. Yeah. And I just wanted to read like a short, uh, just a short segment real quick. Uh, it's called Who's on First? Or well, was Washington really the first president after all? A number of historians hold that a patriot named John Hansen was technically the first chief executive because he was elected president of the United States in Congress assembled on November 5, 1781 the first of seven such one-year-term presidents. In fact, Hansen even introduced the victorious George Washington to Congress a few weeks later when the Revolutionary War ended. Washington didn't become president until 1789, following the terms of Presidents Hansen, Boudinot, Mifflin, Lee, Gorham, St. Clair, and Griffin. But Hansen and the others got a, a bad press, according to a story in the Star, the, the, December 2, 1975, and Washington, Franklin, and others soon stole the spotlight. Historians Arthur G. Horton and Merle Jensen are quoted as Hanson authorities in the article, and the story they tell of the first American president is a bit different than we are used to. I find that pretty interesting. You know, it it is, school, too. Think. All history gets tidied up, as they call it, afterwards, you see. And... Um, because they like to have simple stories for the people, very simple, straightforward, and and they, they tidy them up as they call them, and um, 
And that's what they did there too. And again, too, there's books out, uh, as I've said before, people don't know that uh, they even sent over from the U.S. They didn't know exactly what kind of system they're going to have initially. They weren't certain. And they tried to get uh, the last um, prince, uh, Prince Charles, that was had been fighting uh, Britain or English and, and Scotland and went over to Italy. They actually offered a kingship to him at one point. Then they offered it to Washington later on too. And and that's been well recorded too by other historians. But um, but yeah, they tidy it up afterwards to give a, it's almost like a cleansed up Hollywood version for the public from for for then on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember reading in this uh, book on 9/11 mentions the Virginia Company, which was a uh, which was founded in the uh, I believe late 1600s, and it consolidated the United States into like a uh, what Eisenhower termed the uh, military industrial complex. Well, it's the Virginia Company, and I put that in my first book, and lots of folk copied that afterwards, but but the, they did have the, a very similar flag to the Stars and Stripes, actually. If you look at their their flag, it was uh, it was stripes, red and white, and in the left-hand corner, they had a, a square, and, and they had a, a circle of stars in it. Now, the original American flag had a circle of stars in the left-hand corner. And the stars, but that was, that was the flag of the of the company. And there was one still in Hong Kong, I think, in the, the pavilion, the old pavilion. It's there, the old. That's a remnant of the old um, Eastern Company to their headquarters there. It's one of their flags is still there on the wall. It's behind glass, you know. So it, it makes you wonder uh, about so much that you're told to believe and all the rest of it. It really makes you wonder what's going on. But nothing's ever as clear cut as they give you. And of course, it goes back further back to like uh, to Francis Bacon and the uh, New Atlantis and all that mythology. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And, and so we're given again they tidy histories up to give what they call foundation mythologies. Every country's got their foundation mythology, but corporations generally they came, they came into America first, Canada as well, and they were divided up. They were given charters to 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 rule. And these corporations, that's what we'll come back to today. It's all corporations running the show. Well, you have. Complete circle. you got to do something about this rat race. You know, I don't know if progressivism can do that in terms of, like, nationalizing the Federal Reserve yeah. and uh, infrastructure. But anyway, thanks, Alan. Thanks for calling. From Hamish from Central Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me. God, your gods go with you.